Welcome to the Lindsay and Tony podcast, where we talk about spirituality, business, and life experiences. In this podcast, we're bringing our private conversations to you. We believe that it's through discussion, action, and reflection that true change occurs. Welcome to episode 21. This episode is all about how your message is in your mess. In this episode, you're going to learn how negative situations in life can be perceived differently after you go through it. There is always a message. You can find your calling with your difficult moments. So we hope that you enjoy this episode. Hi guys, welcome back. We're so excited that you're here. Welcome back. Today we are talking all about your message is in your mess. Yes. Which I'm sure you've heard about a thousand times all over the place. But there's moments in our life where we have no clue how we're going to get out of them. But somehow we do get out of them. And when we come out the other side, there's so much power with sharing your story and really experiencing you know, other people's stories and hearing what they've been through. And you think, oh my gosh, how did they do it? But somehow you just keep on moving and you and you come out the other side. Yeah, and I love this topic because a lot of times we look at our mess or the negative aspects of our personality or, or our life like it's negative. Like it's just that negativity. And I love this podcast because over time what I've found and what Lindsay's found is that actually in your mess, like your mess that you went through in high school or middle school or maybe when you were married or... It doesn't matter when you went through it. That is where your message is. And we're going to explain exactly what we mean in this episode. Yes. So if you're listening to this, it's really important that you listen to this next thing that I'm going to say very carefully. Every single experience that we have can never be compared to any other person's experience. So if you were going through a rough time in your life, whether it was a loss of a parent or a child or an animal your mess right there with what you were what you were considering a mess at that point in your life could be totally different than someone going through a divorce or a breakup so there's no comparing on whose mess is messier or more painful and i think we should start there don't you yeah exactly and i there is no comparing and i think we should start there and i wanted to say something else there's Mm -hmm. there's two messages in your mess so one message is from the universe or god and it's trying to tell you something. And then the next message is whenever you figure out that message and then you tell the world. Yes. And I think that sometimes we might not even know that we're supposed to share our story. I know in the middle of my moment in 2007 where I felt like my whole world was over, I didn't share it with just anyone. And sometimes I actually shared maybe too much with people that weren't ready to hear my story too so it's kind of in a vulnerable spot it can go either way um exactly and it doesn't necessarily when i say share your message i don't mean that you gotta speak it i mean that actions speak louder than words every single time so when you're going through a mess and then you come out of it even if you say nothing to anybody that speaks louder than anything and your message is very clear to the world so you're saying if they even if they write it down They don't have to write it down. They don't have to do anything. It's all about reflecting on and figuring out and getting through your mess. So you go through this rough time and um, you figure out your way out of it. 
Well, guess what? When you do that, your kids are watching you. Your sisters, your brothers, your aunts, uncles, everybody in your life that comes in contact with you, they're watching you. So they're learning from you even if you're not teaching them. A lot of times I hear that the best way to teach somebody is by not saying anything at all. Mm-hmm. If that, does yeah, that make sense? Yeah, no, it does make sense. Where you don't, we're getting here on video. 2007, I would definitely not do this. Yeah. We're in, you don't have to do this. But it's important that you become aware of the situation. And even reflecting on the day before or the week before can be a huge awakening for you too. If you're going through a rough time, think about where was I last week? And I think those baby steps of, of becoming aware of that and finding the lesson and the message in it is something that's important. Now, I know some of you listening might think, well, what was the lesson in you know, my son passing away? How is that a lesson? And I have no explanation for that at all. Um, but I know that there are certain people in our life where we come across and we hear their story or hear of their story that there's a part of us that gets healed or opens up our heart a little bit more and I believe that we're all here on earth to love more and evolve with with love and in the term the phrase we're all walking each other home I truly believe that home is heaven and we're doing things in our life to really walk each other home Um, and it's something to think about that you might not even meet anyone but you might read something in a newspaper or you may hear it on the radio and something inside of the story and that lesson or that that message that you feel that you become aware of opens up a part of your soul that maybe never was opened before. Right, and a lot of times people may write about their message in a story. Um, They may paint a picture of it. They may sing a song about it. Everybody has their own way of channeling that message and then delivering it. And Lindsay and I, we like, we're teachers. And that's why we were teachers in the public school systems is because we, we genuinely love teaching. And so this is just our way to share our message with the world is yeah. by speaking. It doesn't necessarily mean this is the way that you have to do it, but it's just our way that we do it. Right. And I think this is like the perfect episode right now because we're actually, we forgot to tell you, we're in Boston right now. We're actually in Norwood, Massachusetts in my hometown we're at my parents house and we're traveling this summer so this is our first well actually our third stop we went to Virginia Charleston and now Norwood Um, and just being here in this house actually brings back memories and different things that have come up in my life over the years so it's kind of interesting what places can do to be make you more aware of of the message in things that have happened over the course of your life too don't you feel that when you go back home or you go back into a space and you're like oh whoa i went through a breakup in that house or i went through this in that house so it's very interesting how it happens it is every time i go back to st louis too it it brings back old memories and it brings back old lessons that i went through and it reminds me of how far i came Mm-hmm. And for some of you, it may remind you of how far you've went backwards. Yeah. It doesn't matter what it is, but I think it's so valuable to always go back to your roots because that's like your foundation. And then from there, you could figure out um, where to go from there. And then a lot of times, some of you watching, you may be <laughs> still going through a mess. You may be still going through all kinds of negativity and um, divorce or 
whatever it is that you're going through or maybe somebody passed away and we just want this episode to be a reminder that you know you don't have to be positive the whole time throughout it you could feel how you need to feel but just know that just keep moving keep going through it because eventually if your message isn't clear to you right now it will become clear to you over time as long as you keep moving and you allow this process to unfold yes and that reminds me of what Nick said to me before he passed away. That was one of my moments where I was going through a rough time. Some of you that have listened regularly, you've heard the story. Um, but before he passed, a few days before, he said, if anyone ever passed away, you just got to keep on moving. And he did this with his hand. He kept on circling his hand. So whenever I'm going through a rough time, I think of that in my head. You got to keep on moving. And I think of my grandpa, too because he used to say, just take a little bit of water on a teaspoon. I didn't like water. And he's like, just take a little bit at a time. And I think about that in my life when anything comes up. And you probably won't see anything come up um, that's difficult for us until after we've been through it. So that's one thing that we do. We usually, if there's anything going on internally with either one of us, we'll talk about it or go through it, and then we'll share it after. And I think that's powerful too. Sometimes it's very easy to kind of go and, and share everything with everyone and it creates a, more of a stir and the energy of releasing that and venting and talking about it sometimes can make it worse for you because it makes you confused getting everyone's opinions. And that's when it goes back to trusting your instinct and yeah. understanding that everything is about timing. And it's not always the right time to share your message. It's not always the right time to ask Lindsay hey, can I go to Arizona and see my friend for a weekend? You know, I have to pick the right time when she's in a good <laughs> mental state. It's the same thing there. It, you have to tune into your intuition and figure out when is the right time. And how Which do you, you know? You don't have to ask me to go to Arizona. But I know, well, like, lay you know, it on me. I know. You know what I'm say, saying? By the way, it's, I'm leaving. You're going to have to figure out what you're doing with the dog while you're... Exactly. And what, what I mean by that is, of course, I'm not going to ask her when she's overwhelmed at her desk doing 50 million... <laughs> PDFs or making videos, that would be the wrong time to ask her. It's all about timing. That's what I figured out. And yeah. when you start to uh, tune into that timing, everything starts to flow a little bit more effortlessly. Yeah. So you were talking about going into something first. I can't remember exactly what you said. Um, it was about the negative aspect of effort. Exactly. Oh, well, no. Something that you said actually brought a good point up. I'm not sure if that's what you're talking about. But when Tony mentioned it doesn't matter you don't need to um, ignore your feelings that's the most important thing do not be positive in a, a situation that's not positive if you don't actually feel that way so don't be ashamed at your uh, at yourself or of yourself or be concerned that you're being so negative when you're going through something that's a human emotion if you're feeling negative that's fine um, Feel the emotion, understand it. Also, be alone with yourself. There's so many times where we try to surround ourselves with people and bring our negative crap to them and get moody when we're around them, but we're not dealing with it internally. So that's something that's really important. Um, but also, the lessons and the messages don't have to be this elaborate thing. Don't you feel? like? Yeah, it's nothing. It could it be very simple. Exactly. It could be something as simple as if you see the same patterns repeating over in your life, like... And we have a podcast episode about that, and I believe it's called The Patterns of Your Life. Yeah, Life Patterns. So are... I would highly suggest to go watch that Definitely. episode. It's really, really valuable. But where I'm getting at with this is 
if you go to the grocery store and you're getting bad customer service there and then this continue this trend continues to happen you know for the for the next month or whatever and you see this pattern coming up there's a message there and until you see that message i believe that will continue to happen yeah so it could be something as simple as that it doesn't have to be as drastic as the stories we're going to share today because i feel like we need to share um, to put this into context, mm -hmm. you know, human, real life, I, yeah. I feel like we need to share our a little we bit do. of our mess, something that was our mess, and then we found a message in it. So, yeah. ladies first. Oh, gosh, yeah. Or do you want me first. to go first? It's up to you. I don't know. I'm trying to think of what story to share. Share the most valuable one. You want me to go first? Yes. Okay, so, so one of the biggest messages that I have found in my life that's helped me more than anything else in my life came from my biggest mess, my biggest struggle that I've struggled with literally from the time I was maybe in sixth grade until I was about really recently, really the last three years. So maybe like until I was about 27 years old. And that was, I would go into a room and I would just be so overwhelmed with all of the energy and I'd be drained. And this happened to me over and over and over again. Mm -hmm. And when I moved to Tampa, Florida back in 2011, Lindsay can tell you the same thing. We would go out and <coughs> she would just see that I'm soaking in everything in the room. And this kept happening to me my entire life. So like I spent my entire life trying to avoid going inside places. So... I didn't like being in school all day long because I felt confined and I felt everybody's energy in there. And I didn't find the message until I was 27 years old. I started to see it a little bit more clearly when I was 21 and I came across the law of attraction, but no, I didn't really find the message yeah. until I was 27 years old. And my message was my most valuable gift is my ability to meet somebody and sense their emotional state. And God or the universe was trying to wake me up. And that's what will happen a lot of times. What will happen is God or the universe will cause so much frustration in your life. And in that frustration, you will find your gift. And that's what I found. I found that my gift is my ability to sense people's emotional state. And it wasn't until I started to use that gift, really hone in and use that gift and this beautiful lady right here helped me to tune into that and really helped me turn something that was so negative on this spectrum to where now it's like a highlight of my life. Now it's like my greatest tool. Like if I was building a house, it's the best tool I could ever have to build a house. And my breakthrough came when I met Lindsay and she started to teach me about, hey, look, you're leaving your intuition wide open and you have a really, really, really high, high, highly sensitive intuition. I don't mm -hmm. know if that's the way to describe it, yeah. but you have a really strong intuition. But my problem was I didn't know how to turn it on and turn it off. So that's what caused so much frustration in my life. And then when I started to use that in the school systems and I started to really like tune into each student and the sensory emotional state, it gave me so much compassion. And not only that, it told me what to say to them at the right time. So going <laughs> back to timing, Timing is everything, and I found that with students too. With certain students, I had to sense with my intuition, with that thing that caused me so much pain growing up, 
now is my greatest tool. I had to sense how they were feeling that day. And I had to sense, should I say this? Or how should I say it? Should I use my tone of voice like this? And I got so good at this. And I ended up becoming a very, very good teacher. And it came so effortless to me because this one gift. So my message in there was, hey, Tony, my message from the universe or God was, hey, Tony, this is your greatest gift. And then now my message after going through all of this to all of you is your greatest pain is where you'll find your greatest gift. And your gift might be how mine is to where you have this ability to sense everybody's emotional state. It might make you feel like you're going crazy right now. It made me feel like I was going crazy. So I hope that that story helped you all and I hope it helped to clarify how your message is always going to be in your mess. Mm -hmm. That's beautiful. And I, I, can, I can definitely, I've experienced it when you were experiencing all those feelings and those emotions and that overwhelming sense of energy and he's so compassionate. So when he felt sadness when he would walk into a room or when he would leave a house and he'd feel really sad, I'm like, is that from you? Or, you know, we figure, you figured it out after. Wait, that didn't come from me. I felt that from other people. So it's actually using that energy. Right, and that, that was a big problem too. I didn't know if it was like, was that my energy or was it somebody else's energy? So like, it really did, it caused depression. When I was in ninth and 10th grade, I started to become very depressed and it, it actually caused me to end up quitting basketball, which I started every game my entire life. I was really good at basketball, but I quit because I had no more energy to give. Yeah. And I didn't know how to distinguish the difference between the two, so. Okay, now, as you're talking, I'm thinking about, I've never really thought about my message. I've just kind of, I've been aware of things that I've learned, but I'm thinking more about it right now. It's kind of been in the back of my mind, but for me, I was always giving, 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 and I was always drained. People would say, how are you doing? And I'm like, oh, I'm good, I'm just so tired. And sometimes I didn't even feel tired. I would just find myself saying that because I felt uncomfortable to say, I'm doing great, because I didn't want to seem like, you know, everything's going great for me. I don't know why I had that in my head, but I, I found myself doing that. And after Nick passed away, everything, anything and everything that I did for other people, I didn't want to do anymore. I was putting myself first because I had no energy left to give to anyone else. So I would be in bed and wake up to, to see the ch children, the, thir <coughs> the third graders, and I could give to them because they were giving so much back to me, so much love. Um, but I felt like it took me a really long time to give back to myself, but I actually wanted to give to myself, like do floating and crystal bowl meditation and, um, meditating and just writing and doing these things. It wasn't really for myself that I was doing it. It was more for me to connect with Nick. So I did these things. So a lot of the messages that came up for me that came from him and came from myself and that self-awareness was because I wanted so badly to connect with him. And what I realized was I was completely out of balance My the majority of my life. I was out of balance. I was always sick when I was younger. I was in the hospital when I was, I don't really share the story. I was in the hospital when I was four, almost five, for a couple months. And I had a they didn't really know what it was, but they think it was a form of E. coli and it was had wood-like texture in it. And they tried to remove it, they couldn't get it out, and I was pumped with antibiotics and 
all of this stuff and I found myself constantly getting sick. And I was a really shy kid, but I also, when I did speak, as I got older, I was giving advice to everyone and doing things for other people and it made me feel comfortable. It, it had me use my energy, like I needed to use my energy. So I used it in a way that I was helping other people. But what I wasn't doing was I wasn't tuning in and becoming aware of what I needed. You know, yes, I needed to use my energy, but I could have used it in a different way. So what I started to do after Nick passed away was only do the things that I wanted to do because I didn't care actually about anything or anyone else other than connecting in with him. So there was a, a, I would say a period of maybe three months where I didn't want to talk to anyone other than the third graders. Um, And it, it wasn't just three months that I went through it. It was years. It was a long time. And another message that came from that was taking my time with things and enjoying the little things in life because I felt like there were certain points where I wanted to, I always wanted to be happier or I wanted to do things that made me happy, but they were never going to make me happy because I didn't even know what happiness was. I thought I did. You know, that feeling of thinking that you know what happiness is. And so I started to enjoy things like nature, enjoy things that were more slow moving, um, enjoy things like skydiving and, and traveling and doing cross country trips, which I always liked to travel, but I, I enjoyed it on a whole new level. So I found that balance came from my mess and awareness came from that too. And I noticed when I was little, I used to leave my body. Um, I used to have, I told you how I used to have a lot of outer body Mm -hmm. experiences. And I think that I was leaving my body because I was learning more, but also I feel like there are parts of me that wanted to kind of go back to that heavenly realm when I was little. I just didn't know it until after. So that, it really slowed me down. It actually slowed me down to speed me up. So think about that. If you have something going on in your life, it shakes you to the core. Nothing ever is the same. There's a part of you that dies when that when that goes down, when that happens to you. And it doesn't come back. It's another way of living, a different way of living, a different part of your soul that comes out during that moment where you have no clue where this power is coming from, but it, it's coming from you. And you're supported, whether you can see it or not, but it is coming from you. And I think that's so important. Does that make sense? It makes so much sense. Because I, I totally went into like a different realm no, when I, I love, was sharing that. I love how you said um, when something happens to you, you know, negative or negatively, um, so a part of you dies yeah. that will never come back. And then another part of you emerges. And to me, I look at that like we hold on to different parts of who we think we are. And I've talked yeah. about this in other episodes. And I feel like, because I feel like we, once again, I said this in other episodes too, that we only have so much space. You know, so like if you're holding on a space of who you think you are Mm -hmm. inside of you, well, in order for the true part of you to come up, that part has to die. Yeah. So what happens is you're going to go through a mess and you're going to get shaken up to where that part could die and float away. And then the truth of you can emerge into presence. And I think that's exactly what happened with Lindsay. And that's the product of what you see Lindsay right now, who she is right now today that's because of everything that she's went through. The same yeah. thing that with, with all of you watching, the reason why you are who you are today is because of everything that you went through. And I think some people might, you know, when they first meet me, they may see the real me, they may not. Because sometimes I, I, I don't have like a, 
a wall up, but I'm very careful on, I give love. Like I, I'm all about giving love to people and, and making feel people feel comfortable, but I also honor my own space. And energetically, I do not give more than I want to. So people that maybe used to know me may think, is there something going on? You know, why, why does it feel different? Why don't I feel as much energy? Because I'm not letting people take my energy. That's why. Mm-hmm. I have a balance. I'll, I'll leave the room and come back in. So it feels different for people. They're like, there's something missing. There's something different. But it's actually a good thing. It's a great thing. And I think some people might feel uncomfortable when stuff happens to you. They don't know how to handle it. They want you to speed up the process of your mess, but it doesn't work that way. You gotta take your own time. I took over four years. I was like in the middle of all of that, like really evolving. And people didn't feel comfortable with that, but it's something that had to happen. Yeah, and they don't have to feel comfortable with it because you're the only one that knows how much time you need. Because time is irrelevant. It's really about just how much time you need to just allow this process to unfold in its own way for you and in your own unique way. Yeah. And how are we doing on time? Oh, we're doing good. Um, oh, so let's jump into, so here's what we'll do. So let's jump into what can they do to start okay. discovering their message or the <laughs> message that God or the universe is trying to tell them and then the message that once they figure out that message and they go through it, what their life is going to be to other people. Yeah. So their life is a message and what that's going to be to other people as they come through it. So how, they, how can they start to figure out? I have an idea. Just came to me. Okay. I feel like you should pretend that you're looking at someone else's life and pretend you're telling a story about that person, which it's yourself, and think about that story. You know, what happened to this girl? How old was she? Who was around her? What emotions was she feeling? Tell the story like it you're telling someone else's story. And if you have to say it out loud and look like a crazy person in your own house, um, do that. You don't have to share it with anyone else. You can lock yourself in your bedroom or your bathroom. But tell that story and at least say it out loud and think, hmm. And then wonder, okay, what? I wonder what her message is for that moment, for her going through that tough time. Like, what, what is like the golden nugget that can be taken, if anything, from this? Because there's always something. What would it be? What can she do to allow herself to, to continue to move and to, to continue to know that life is important, her life is important? I love that. And then also another thing you could do is take a sheet of paper and write down everything that you do not like about your personality, everything that you do not like about your life. And just take five or 10 minutes and just <laughs> do that. Just spill it all out on a sheet of paper. And I promise you, as you start to analyze that, after you're done with this process, you will start to discover the message within all of this. Yeah, I love that. And I really feel like you might have to listen to this episode a couple times because we said a lot of information in it. Even though it might sound simple, it's something to listen to over and over again. It is. It, it's simple, but once again, we're still working on this every single day. It's not like we figured all this out. It's just we're making progress in this. So, yeah. But and we. Oh. I, w- I was going to say, and write down three of your biggest things, that biggest moments of turmoil in your life that you could think of. You might not even know that you had those. You might have pushed them aside like, oh, I did go through that. So I would write down those too and just think about how you got through that. I love that. So we hope that everybody enjoyed this podcast episode and we will see you on the next one. And we might be in Italy too.
I don't know. Bye, guys. Bye-bye. We hope you enjoyed this episode as much as we did. If you liked it, leave a five-star review on iTunes. And remember, subscribe to our YouTube channel, too. If you can think of anyone else that would love this episode, share it with them right now on social media 